Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast with you every Friday morning with your favourite podcasting app or Friday evening on RTE Radio. My name is Dusty Rhodes. You're welcome to show number 947, one of our favourites of the year because this is our very own toy show. Niall Kitson, our editor-in-chief, and myself have come up with kind of five uh, specific products or because there's so much, five categories of things <laughs> that we want to recommend. Uh, so we get through all 10. This could be a longie. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Let's get cracking with the toys. Niall, number five on your yeah, list. Well, uh, important to note, we are both talking from houses of illness today. Um, you seem to be all right. You've got a little bit of a sniffle. Uh, my my what, what you might call it, my head cold of last week has actually been upgraded to COVID. So... Yay! Well done. Congratulations. Yeah, I, it's it's so bizarre. You do so well for two and a half years. And then the first time you go out to a large event, <laughs> you, yeah. you come back I with a, a, an infection. But anyway, um, seems like because I'm saying it to people, like, oh, I'm not great. And, and, and everybody's going, everybody's gone. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, anyway. there's a, there's a flu going around. Come on, let's. Talk about Christmas. It's less than a month to go. Tuberty was doing his thing with the kiddies on the telly last weekend. We are here with Toys for Adults. Number five on your list, Denial Kitson. Toys for Sad Old Men. Okay, we're going to start with some of the basics. Uh, Let's have a look at some streaming services because we got to get these out of the way quickly. Very uh, simple uh, gift for anyone in your life. So I'm just going to go through a, a huge list of services that, you know, if you're into them, they're out there. So of course there's mm-hmm. Apple TV. I'm kind of in the market for a free trial on this because I haven't seen The Mandalorian and I haven't seen Andor, which everybody is raising is raving about at the moment. So looking forward to that. Then of course we've got uh, Netflix. Uh, we've got Apple TV Plus, which you're not terribly sold on, um, but you quite like. Uh, I find I found Apple TV Plus didn't have very much content on it. Good price, not much content, but the content, the quality of the content was very good. Uh, the one we watched was a morning mm. show. I thought it was brilliant. Okay, uh, moving down through the list, there is Mubi for uh, the art house crowd. Uh, there is also Curiosity Stream if you're into documentaries that don't happen to be made by Netflix and are true crime. So uh, that might be interesting. Uh, there's Amazon Prime, of course, if you're into your anime, there's Crunchyroll. Uh, if you have a VPN, uh, there's a couple of options open to you there. Of course, there's Hulu. There's also the Criterion Collection, which is, you know, that wonderful back catalogue of, of art house films. Um, there's also something called Tubi, something Fubo. TV. Um, those are both uh, both American services. Uh, Shudder, if you're into horror. Uh, Now TV, uh, which I think is the Sky one that we're all pretty familiar with. Um, hey You, which is for reality TV people. And also Fight TV uh, for anyone who's into their combat sports. So massive big list of streaming services. Very easy present to get someone. Uh, of course, everybody loves Todd Lasso on, uh, on Apple TV. Watch the first few episodes and they're actually quite funny. So there you go. Streaming services. Uh, category number one out of the way. Dusty. I would have said uh, there's one glaring omission from your list okay. there. Amazon Firestick. That is correct. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And... 
I found the Fire Stick is the nicest interface of all of the ones that mm-hmm. I used. And also, uh, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, uh, you get Amazon Prime Video, I think, with it, and you get the free delivery and all that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of advantages. But the uh, content on Amazon Prime, check it out online. There's actually quite a lot in there. Uh, Like they've got all the James Bond movies because they bought all of the James Bond movies. And they're streaming all of them, including the most recent one. And what's Christmas without James Mm. Bond? Well, I tell you, one thing that's interesting about Amazon uh, Prime, they have one of my favourite shows the last few years, Longmire, which is a, a contemporary Western. Mm. Uh, you may or may not have seen it. It actually did um, quite poorly in the ratings, despite being uh, something of a critical <laughs> darling. Um, <laughs> and uh, could can't get it on Netflix uh, over here, seeing but mm. Netflix made the last two series of it, but I could find mm. it on Amazon Prime. Square that, sir. There you go. All right. So another one to keep in mind. All right. Listen, my number five is because there were so many things, right? My number five is five. Uh, actually, it's four um, uh, stocking fillers. Okay. All right. So I'll just go through them really quickly. Nothing in particular. Uh, a USB stick. If you're getting one, you can get USB sticks now with USB A and a USB or, or a USB C <laughs> connector. Who comes up with these names? Uh, so you can get a connector at the different connector at each end because we're in that transition phase of going from USB-A to USB-C. So make sure you get one with both at the same end. Uh, the BenQ screen bar, which I think is fantastic. Uh, basically, it's a little bar and you hang it over the top of your screen and it throws LED light down past the screen and onto your desk. So it really brightens up your keyboard and where your hands are and your papers and all that kind of stuff. It's called a screen bar. It's very good. Uh, if there's any social media people in your life, uh, kids particularly or whatever, buy them a ring light. I've, I've seen them for like 20 quid for the cheap end. But, mm. but man, they get impressed when you talk <laughs> about that. Uh, and I know that because when I'm doing video calls or whatever with my nieces and nephews and I've got one here and they can, they can see the reflection in my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, oh, you've got, oh wow, how cool. Oh yeah, whatever. Uh, and then the final one on my stocking filler uh, is a little bit more expensive. But <laughs> It'll certainly raise eyebrows. What do you get the man who has everything? You buy him a folding kettle. Folding kettle. Such a thing exists. Somebody <laughs> thought of that. Somebody just, invented that. Just, well, there you go. There you go. I just I just thought if you really want to get something that somebody's got, you can sit there for hours. Go on, guess. You'd be like uh, Mrs. Doyle in, uh, in, in Father's Day. Go on, guess. Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, number four. Number four on your list. Uh, yeah, actually, can I add to your stocking fillers um, mm. a, a USB uh, dongle? Because seeing as we're all getting laptops with fewer ports these days, you're uh, finding people <gasps> are having to buy more dongles. So very often yes. you see like three and one or seven and one, sometimes eight and one dongles with, you know, the, the traditional connectors, if you will, like normal USB. Sometimes you'll see an Ethernet cable. Very often you'll see HDMI. Basically all the stuff mm. that you said goodbye to when you bought a regular size laptop in favor of something mm. ultra light or ultra small. So, uh, the USB dongle. Sorry, we've all probably committed to the the dongle life, whether we know it or not. Um. So, actually, do you know where I I, I think a dongle is is terrifically handy? Is that if you have a keyboard, mouse, and a screen at home on a desk, because we're working at home, mm-hmm. all right. Um. And having the bigger screen and the bigger keyboard and all that kind of stuff is great. But with the dongle, what you could do is you could just have your laptop one 
connector into the laptop. It's charging it. Uh, it's connecting your laptop to the screen, to the keyboard, to the mouse and everything. You can just use all of that stuff on your desktop as you normally would with a regular computer or an old regular computer. And then when you need to go out and actually go to work or go to a meeting or whatever, you just unplug that one connector and off you go to your laptop. It's brilliant. Okay, and my number four is part category that we looked at a couple of weeks ago because there was a, a little bit of unraveling to do with them, seeing as they're they're so well hyped, is uh, looking at earbuds. Mm. Uh, and ah. one pair I'd like to draw your attention to is the Jabra Elite 5. And these come in around 149 euros. So, you know, not quite the lower end of the market, not quite the higher end mm. either. So, do, doing quite well. Now, Jabra is a brand that's more associated with teleconferencing and sort of business uh, applications. So that's why you might have heard of it as a brand. So the Elite 5, they've got a, a nice rounded shape. They've got sort of a rubber tip instead of uh, uh, silicon. So they sit quite snugly in the ear, which is quite nice. Now, they don't have sort of the best in terms of dust and water protection. These are kind of expected for if you're out for your run or you've gone for the gym or something like that. So uh, I think mm. it's uh, IP55 uh, for dust and water. So kind of light usage, um, probably not down the beach or something like that. Uh, it's got the usual call um, uh, functions on it, accept and reject calls, play, pause, um, tracks. It's also got a command for your virtual assistant of choice. Um and uh, in the spirit of a lot of the best or perhaps annoying uh, true wireless earbuds, uh, it has an app to connect to, which has a bunch of other features mm -hmm. that uh, uh, some of them actually live on the uh, on the earbuds themselves. But uh, it can be nice to have them presented to you in a, a slightly more user friendly way. Um, so they do have that sort of uh, what they call here through or, or the pass through feature where uh, your um, noise cancelling doesn't have to be entirely cancelling, uh, which is good for your personal safety. Uh, it's also got uh, a nice five-band EQ on it. Um, personally, I find having uh, control of an EQ through an app to be kind of kind of essential because uh, personally, I like to listen to music with a lot of bass. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, if you try and muddle around on your uh, headset itself, it's it's just really problematic. Um, now the, the these earbuds are not fantastic if you're big into mad bass. I mean, if you like a nice balanced sound, these are probably the uh, the set for you. It's got nine hours of play directly into the earbuds with twenty one hours. Uh, extra in the case. So bear in mind that whenever you go to buy true wireless earbuds, the uh, battery life you're given on the box very often isn't what's actually in the earbuds. It's a combination yeah. of the two. Uh, so, And uh, of course, it charges by USB-C and is compatible with SBC, AAC and aptX Bluetooth codecs. So it'll play pretty much everything you throw at it. So that's a Jabra, that's is it? a Jabra Elite 5. Okay, grand, lovely stuff. Number four on my list. Here's a little thing for you to try, okay? If you're listening, go along with this. And now you do okay. it as well, all right? Just hold your hand out in front of you with your palm facing down, okay? Facing down horizontally, yeah, okay. Now just turn it, feel how your hand feels. There's a little bit of tension there in the, in the muscles, sure is. all right? Yep. Okay, so now if you turn it 90 degrees, okay, so now your hand is vertical, you feel a little, it's a little bit more easy, yeah? Slightly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And that's why I recommend a vertical mouse. Because when your house, when your hand is uh, horizontal like that, it's a little bit more stressed. And that's the way we would normally hold a mouse. When you turn your hand 90 degrees and you use a mouse vertically, as it were, it's a lot easier. And <clears throat> I've bought them and they look strange, um, but I've bought them for two or three people and they all love them because it's just kind of nicer when you're on the table instead of, you know, trying to keep your hand flat on the table. You can actually keep your hand 90 degrees uh, to the table, which is quite nice. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So definitely recommend them. There's plenty. I think Anchor do versions and stuff which are cheaper and uh, the king of them seems to be the Logitech Lift if you really want to go that way. But a vertical mouse one way or the other. Hmm. Okay. Yep. You very often see them uh, and you're like, okay, are they a bit fat? Like a couple of years ago when you'd see, um, you know, the Mm. ball controllers and you're like, ah, here. Yes. What's the point? Well, I saw a controller the other day for... uh, Oh, I can't remember what it's, it's, it's called. It was a couple hundred quid and I kind of... Um, but it was a controller for photographers and... But it could be adapted to video editors and it could be adapted to audio editors as well. In that um, it just came with a load of uh, wheels and dials and stuff like that and you just program it up any way you want and it connects by by USB. So if you're kind of really, really into that kind of end of things, it might be worth doing a bit of a Google search. Okay, then, Niall, number three on your list are speakers. What have you speakers, got for Speakers, yeah, smart and, and otherwise. Of course, the Echo Dot is still knocking around and is, is um, mm. pretty good value, you, whether you want to go for sort of the classic version, which is still going for like 30 euro. I mean, it's it's nothing. If you don't have one in your house, why, why don't you? There's the current generation, which actually looks like a Dot, the, the circular thing, uh, and that's 65 euro. There is also the Google Nest uh, Audio, still knocking around, 70 euro. Uh, Um, As always, wonderful sound quality on them. Uh, If you don't Mm. want a digital personal assistant attached to them, you can look for the Ultimate Ears Boom 3, uh, which I think is about €130 at the moment. And the Sony SRS X313, which comes in at around the, uh, just under the €60 mark. So uh, slightly more uh, affordable. And they kind of just look like, you know, a, a regular, I don't know what you'd call it, like a muffin top kind of a thing. Um, pretty small, pretty movable. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid brand. Uh, I know Ultimate Ears did uh, a very good small speaker as well, which came in around 50 euro too. So there you go. Those are my recommendations on speakers, smart mm-hmm. or otherwise. Have you any preference between or tried uh, Siri, Alexa and uh, OK Google? Um, I have tried all three. Siri could mm-hmm. not understand my accent. So we oh, we had a respectful parting of the ways. Uh, Google Assistant yeah. does what little I ask of it. So I guess I'm, I'm mm. talking to Google Assistant more than anyone else. Ah, right. I, I found that we use uh, Alexa a lot more because it's more tied into entertainment. It'll, it'll play TV, it'll play the radio, it'll play music. And that's what we mm. use it for. Um, whereas it's terrible at answering questions. Well, it can be all right at ask, answering questions. How old is Niall Kitson? And it'll probably come back with an answer, like, you know. Um, the right one. Uh, the, the right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas I found that the, uh, the Google uh, speakers were much, much better for, for search and for information. And if you just wanted to throw questions at it. But it's like when you do a, a search on Google itself, it's like you put in the question, but there are like, you know, 10 possible answers, which is the one exactly you're looking for is not as easy to do on a stick. However, 
That's a speaker's number three on the list. Ah, now the most expensive item on my list is it number three. Da, da, okay. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> uh, something I picked up during the summer. Love it. Laptop Samsung S Book 2 Pro 360. What a catchy name. Very catchy. Interesting that you bring up a Samsung laptop mm-hmm. because in years gone mm-hmm. by, whenever we talked about laptops, there was only mm-hmm. one make and model that we wanted to talk about. And that was the that Sony was my- XPS 13. Yes, which is still actually, uh, no, that's the Dell XPS Sorry, the 13. Dell, yeah, Dell XPS 13. Yeah. That is still kind of the king daddy. Uh, I think uh, Samsung are trying to get in on this space. Um, And the reason I went for that particular book was I was looking at either getting a new MacBook Air with the M uh, whatever processor in it um, or getting something else. And I went for the Samsung because the Samsung is, get this, right? It's, I think... 33% 33% lighter than the MacBook Air. That's that's a big percentage. It's a big percentage. It's a, it's about uh, the lightest of the Samsung S Book 2s is 800 grams, whereas the MacBook Air is about 1.3 kilograms. Mm. Mm. That's a big difference. Like, And you kind of say, ah, that's nothing. But, you know, you carry a laptop on your back all bloody day when you go from meeting mm-hmm. to meeting and, you know, you'll soon find uh, that, that there is a difference. Uh, so there was that. But the other things that it did, because I like toys and gadgets and, and messing around with things, uh, it's a 360, so it will fold over completely so you can use it like a tablet, which I thought was uh, mm-hmm. good. Uh, it comes with an S Pen, uh, which you are able to use to write and draw on the screen. Uh, and I'm, I'm slowly getting better and better at that. Uh, and it's also a touchscreen as well. Mm. All of these things, which the MacBook Air isn't. Uh, and then processor-wise, I would say that it's close to to the MacBook Air, not as fast, but then again, I am only using it for browsing the web and doing Word documents and that kind of stuff. So, you know, the speed isn't exactly a huge issue. It's not that I'm definitely not editing video on it or anything Mm. like that. Okay. So, uh, and also I think it comes in at a better price because I picked it up, I think it was 1100 or something like that, a sale during the summer. So, uh, whereas the MacBook Air, it's I mean, about they're all looking euros, at... It's euros, the MacBook it's Air. It's about 15. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. 15 is too much, like, you know, so... MacBook Air was great buy at, at 900 and whatever or grand. Mm. But, you know, gone up to 1500 as a starting point. For, it's too rich for me. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my number three uh, suggestion on the on the laptop side of things. Did you have uh, laptops and stuff that you liked? Yeah, I was actually going to suggest the MacBook Air M2, Uh, holding Mm. firm to our uh, traditional advice that you never buy the first generation of anything. Um, The M2 definitely has impressed in terms of speed and performance. Uh, Looks like there'll be a little bit of longevity to it. Um, And I think what they've done with the MacBook Air uh, and the MacBook Pro is kind of interesting. They've, They've priced them in a certain way that, okay, you want premium laptop, you know, for a regular human being. Here's the MacBook Air. Mm. If you want uh, a good laptop for premium for, you know, designers and editors and that sort of thing. Well, guess what? We've priced something to make sure you you pay that much. Um, So Mm. the people that are buying the MacBook Pro are the people in the creative sectors. Uh, as is yeah. as is right and proper, as opposed to as I talked about before the the male uh, predilection for anything with pro on the end of it. 
Well, I actually, I know uh, quite a lot of people who are ditching the Pro and they're just going for the mm-hmm. Air because the, the difference in price is too great, yeah. uh, whereas the difference in spec is not. So they're kind of, it seems like they're downgrading, uh, but they're not actually. There's, there's very little that they're giving. And actually what they're gaining is a, a, a slimmer computer and uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, let's get on to your number two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we're in the area of phones. <gasps> yeah, I'm going to blow your mind here. Because um, this is something I was playing with quite a while ago. And when I talk about phones, you would imagine me talking about the iPhone 14 and one of its various iterations. I know you're an Apple fanboy, so go uh, on. What are you going to? Well, you're going to amaze me. I'm, I'm going to floor you here. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Galaxy Z Flip Four. Body hitting ground. That's, that's it. Yeah, what? yeah. I was playing with it uh, for quite a while, and I was kind of impressed with it. Um, uh, we know that we're in an area of the flipping screen, and it's it's kind of. It's kind of in the novelty stage still. It's sort of, yeah, you still got the crease in the middle. What's really the productivity benefit of all this? Um, and we are seeing it. If you're a business user, that's that's kind of, uh, that's certainly one way of, of looking at it for as a replacement for the old note, uh, which you were a big fan of. Um, I think it was like, mm. what was it? Five inches, seven inches at the time. Uh, it's about the same size of all these smartphones now, but at the time, yes, it was big, and I had the uh, it had the pen as well. Yeah, yeah, which is something to remember with anything with a touch screen, pen not included most of the time. So uh, keep an eye out <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, I quite like the folding screen on it, and I quite like the display on the outside, which will give you all your notices. Uh, it'll tell you who's mm-hmm. calling. Basically, do all the things that you would normally do just by looking at you, at your main screen, um, and it'll mm-hmm. also give you a preview of any selfies that you do, which is a, a nice little touch. That's that's a big feature actually uh, of the phone, um, and uh, you used it obviously in like yeah, yeah. Uh, the cameras are reasonably modest, I suppose, by today's standards, but 12 mm. megapixel wide and ultra wide lenses. They've also got sort of, uh, they, they talk up their nightography feature, which is all about you. I, I mean, that makes, you know, it is what it sounds like, you know. Uh, but they also talk about the flex cam, which is basically you orient the phone whatever way you want and the camera still works. So, you know, take whatever angle you want Um Go, go for it. And also you can angle up the screen to have uh, mm. multiple windows in Google uh, Google Meet, which is which is quite nice. Uh, screen itself is 6.7 inches, uh, 1088 times 2640. Runs on Android 12, upgradable to Android 13. 512 gigabytes internal memory, 8 gigs of RAM. Probably better than a lot of our laptops when you think about it. Uh, no 3.5 millimeter jack, such as the the world we're living in, and um, mm. 187 grams in weight. Running that off against the iPhone 14, the iPhone is uh, a little lighter. It's got um, a little bit more uh, resilience uh, in terms of dust and water protection. Apple has a better screen, same kind of storage, um, and again, wide and ultra wide on the 
base model. Of course, when you get higher up, you do get that third camera. Uh, however, mm. and this is this is the killer really, um, the price difference. The Flip 4 is €749 Euro on Amazon.de compared to 969 no. for the iPhone 14. Wow, that uh, that is a big difference. How can I ask you? Because I mean, the t- the tech and the cameras and the memory and all that kind of stuff is is, is fine, all right. But what what no one can ever give across, and which you can, how does it feel? How does that little flip thing feel? Does it feel in my head when when I looked at it, I kind of went, it feels cheap, all right, and it feels kind of kiddie, mm. and it's because I remember flip phones from the first yeah, time round. Yeah. Um, did you have that feeling or did it feel more premium to you? It's more of a fold than a flip. Okay. Right? So the action on it is just, you open it out as you would expect as normal. Ah, right. Okay. Yes, right? yes, yes. So it's not like, you know, the old Nokia's or the, the Motorola StarTac or something like that, where you just go bloop, and uh, it's straight up. No. Uh, and you're like, what kind of hinge is this? This is just looking for trouble. Um, but no, uh, it's not that. It's uh, it's a fold. Yes, there is a crease in the middle. Let's be real about this. It's not that noticeable. If if you're sort of using your phone as re- as normal, nobody's going to go, hey, you got a great big fold in the middle. It, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, <laughs> Surely they look at you and go, is that a phone? Well, yeah, <laughs> I suppose there is that as well. Um, but yeah, I was quite impressed with it as a, a piece of hardware, as sort All of right, reinventing okay. a little bit the sort of the, the mm. camera element of it. Um, yeah. I, I thought you'd said that it was the flip phone, so I apologise. So I was thinking of the wrong thing. The, the folds then, I know that one as well. Okay, so when you open it up, it is... I mean, there's a big screen and it's uh, a very big screen. It's a very big screen and you do not notice that crease in the middle when the screen is lit. Yeah. Yeah. You do notice it when the screen is not lit. Yeah. Um, But when you close the phone, what I found when it's folded up is that it feels really thick and you're taking a phone call walking down the street. Did did you do that? Yeah. And uh, you're right. Uh, when folded, they you do still know it's there. Uh, I mean, it's mm. still, it, you know it is a bit easier to store, but you do you are aware of it. Uh, I mean, it's still a smartphone with an awful lot of tech packed into it. Uh, once you unfold it and you start taking your call, um, you don't really notice it so much. I mean, it, it, the weight of it is comparable uh, to an iPhone. Actually, it's slightly lighter. Um, actually, mm. no, it, it's slightly heavier. But you know, let's not um, let's not get too wrapped up in it. It's actually fifteen grams heavier, so that you you will oh, notice uh, yeah, that. Yeah. You will notice it. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. Although <laughs> I keep uh, I keep my iPhone in like a military grade cover, so I probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> Grand. So, all right. Listen, number two. Uh, so that's number two on your list. Number two on my list is something that I saw a friend of mine had uh, earlier in the year and I kind of, hmm, um, and I kind of kept it on my favourites list, if you like, on on Amazon. And then eventually the, a sale came up mm-hmm. and it came in at a great price. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go for it. I think this is going to be good. Uh, and when I got it and I assembled it and put it together and I'm not a DIY person, so the fact I assembled it is a bit of a, a, an amazement in itself. I absolutely love it. And it is a standing desk. Mm-hmm. 
And basically, uh, the brand that I got is FlexiSpot. And what it is, what I bought was, it's the legs. My wife was giving out and she went, did you not get a top? (laughs) (laughs) You don't get a top with it, right? It is the legs and it comes with hydraulic motors on it. And then you put whatever desktop you want on top of it, okay? And then you can raise and lower the desk electrically to whichever you can you can do presets so you can have your perfect height for when you're sitting you can have a perfect height for when you're standing and a perfect height for whatever something yeah. else um and i've got to say i love it <laughs> i absolutely love it i mean this would be uh, I, I know it's a number 2 but for me it's the purchase of the year wow so uh, not technically a christmas purchase so I guess there's well, a loophole if you, there. If you, if, if you buy it at Christmas, <laughs> it is. Um, I saw a, a, all these ads are now popping up because it's Christmas and they're going, get the standing desk converter. So if you kind of want to get something on, on, on the lower end of the scale, you can buy a converter, which actually sits on your existing desktop. Uh, and and it's, it's like a mini desk is the best way I can describe it. And there's enough room on it to hold a monitor and a laptop or a keyboard and mouse and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you can, it, it's an accessory. That's the best way I can mm. put it. You put it on top of your desk and you're able to raise or lower that yeah. piece of equipment. But it's it's like £150 on Amazon.co.uk. I would suggest going the extra £100 and getting the full proper standing desk. I think you'd be much happier. Okay, so tell tell me, you are working roughly, what, eight, ten hours a day at the standing desk. Mm -hmm. How are you Mm -hmm. finding it? Well, I don't, I don't stand all the time. It all depends on what I'm doing. And I find if I, I love doing meetings standing. Right. For whatever reason. Um, and then when I'm editing, I prefer to stand if I'm concentrating or something. But if I am doing office work or writing a document or doing accounts or something like that, uh, that's when I sit down. Right. So you, you'd <laughs> have like a stool I stand or up something. For the, <laughs> I have a proper chair. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, a proper office chair. Um, yeah. So kind of something where I kind of want to be a little bit more laid back or relaxed or I'm researching or looking at the web or something like that, I'll probably sit down for that. But if I have a job that I need to do, I find standing uh, just keeps me more alert. And actually, I think it's better for me as well, uh, health-wise, that I'm just not sitting down all the time, that I'm just literally standing and holding my own weight. Yeah, well, they do say sitting is the new smoking. Oh, not bad, is oh it? Oh my. <laughs> Would you stop? Is there no joy left in my life? Years <laughs> I was a smoker and they go, no, oh, give that up. That's terrible. So I gave it up and now they won't even let me sit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyways, 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 anyways. Dun, 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 dun. We have come to the part of the podcast where it's time to reveal our number one. Yeah. Can can the I throw in? Most Christmas of all. Oh, you've got, you've got some I've, to throw in I've first got some before I give the big honorable intro. Honourable mentions. Honourable <laughs> mentions. Honourable mentions. All right, uh, go on. Do so it we've mention. got the Sony Alpha 7RV mirrorless camera. So for the camera uh-huh. professional in your life or for the camera professional who wants to treat themselves, as we know, uh, DSLR cameras are on the way out. Uh, Nikon is stopping making them. Cam- Canon is stopping making them. Um, so all the all the big producers are going mirrorless. Um, so this is going to be the. Uh, it's an 8K shooter basically. Uh, if you've got four and a half thousand euro to drop on something, uh, oh. ow, this is probably something you should look at. Um, again, DSLR cameras are on the way out. Mirrorless are the future. Uh, actually, they've been the future for a couple of years. Let's not 
go mad here. But uh, here we are. We're we're up to that top top grade where we're getting uh, we're getting wholesale replacements. Uh, also worth mentioning is the Joby Compact Light Tripod Kit. You mentioned ring lights mm. earlier. Yes. So for putting together sort of the rest of the gear, if you have somebody that wants to give vlogging a, a go, um, this will set you back roughly a hundred euro, uh, a nice little tripod that you can sort of have nice framing to and talk to the camera and do all that good stuff. So yeah, give that a go. So those are uh, two honorable mentions for t- both ends of the uh, price scale for, uh, for Christmas. So, all right. So, okay. Uh, if, if we're doing honourable mentions then, may I also include, uh, I think it was a, a Xiaomi uh, My Band or Mi Band or whatever they call it. Uh, basically, it's, it's like a cheap watch, essentially what it does. Uh, but what I like about it is that it counts your steps like all day. Yeah. So you don't have to have an app on your phone or if you leave your phone behind you or whatever it is on, on, on your walk. And I can't remember, it was like 50 quid or something like that, whatever, like, you know. Uh, so I thought that was good. Uh, and it also ties in with a, an app on your phone. So when you update it, it'll keep a, a record of all of the walking, the steps that you did. Uh, and another thing is the battery pack. I got a, a USB battery backup thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and the reason why uh, it was got for me was because I bought a new bag, just a new back sack. And it had one of those little uh, adapters so that inside the bag you can plug in your uh, spare battery pack and outside the bag there's a USB socket. Nice. So if you are somewhere, you can literally plug your phone into the USB socket of your bag, as it were. <laughs> but that's another nice little stocky filler. Anyway, okay. sh- can we go for it now? Yes, can we go we, for the big, the big? Okay, let here me, we go. Let <laughs> me reintroduce you to, uh, actually, let's, let me paint a scene, right? It's after Christmas okay. dinner. There's nothing on the telly because you've watched everything already, either on Amazon or Netflix or whatever you're interested in. It's it's all old hat and you want something to do because otherwise you're going to get very short with your loved ones and nobody wants a, a cranky Christmas. So uh, what do you do? Well, you sit down with a board game because why not? Uh, I know at home we, we used to do board games and models and all that sort of thing, just because it was a, a time of year where you're kind of stuck with people um, and you're like, okay, well, let's let's kill the time in a, in a pleasant way. So let me reintroduce you to the world of board games. Uh, and I'm going to start with something very, very simple. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, 1991, there was a little game released to market called Hero Quest, uh, which was a collaboration of Games Workshop and Milton Bradley. Um, this was basically an attempt to introduce sort of a Dungeons & Dragons style dungeon crawling game to an audience that really wouldn't be interested in that kind of thing. And it became massively, massively popular. Uh, you may or may not remember this game because it actually had quite a large marketing push behind it, uh, which is very unusual for a, a game of its ilk, certainly over here. Um and uh, it is now published by a company called Avalon Hill. Uh, they've taken over from Milton Bradley. Um, you can get a very large big box version of Hero Quest for 140 euro at wonderful stockists around the country. So the, you know, board games have come along in a, a, a big way since uh, since I was playing them as a, a chiseler. Another one that's an awful lot more uh, complicated is a game called Nemesis, which absolutely is not based on the Alien franchise of movies. Uh, that's as much as I'm going to say on that one. Uh, you'll drop 150 year, 150 euro on that, or 
it's a companion game or, or sequel called Nemesis Fallout. Uh, roughly the very similar games. Uh, you're stuck in a large place. You've got to get out without being eaten by the aliens. You know, fairly, I, I don't want to say bog standard because what makes it interesting is that every player in the game, and you can play from one to five players, um, has their own hidden agenda that they've got to, uh, they've got to execute uh, on top of the the regular um, goal of the game, which is to escape. So you might be playing with someone whose goal is to kill you at uh, whatever time they think is opportune. So you create this sense of um, tension from not only sort of the aliens that are tracking you, but the people that you're playing with, which is, which is kind of fun. Uh, another game that started playing two and a half years ago, and then it just got too real for us. Uh, but I think it's time that we can sit down and start playing again. It's called Pandemic. Uh, it is an absolutely wonderful game uh, by Z-Man Games. Uh, starts with one player up to, I think, four or five or something like that. And the idea is that there is a virus around the world. It's up to you uh, in one of several roles to uh, sort it out, to, to cure it. And uh, it goes from there. It's an awful lot more difficult than it sounds. And it has been so popular, in fact, that there's at least a dozen games and spin-offs uh, on the back of it. So you can get the the regular uh, pandemic uh, game for about 45 euros. But then once you get into the expansions, you've got different styles of gameplay. And then you've got the uh, the sequel games proper, which uh, cost up around 100 euros as well. So uh, mm. if you're looking for something quite, um, that, that will take you on a journey unto itself. Yeah, have a look at the pandemic series, which is quite good. Um, there's another game called Scythe, uh, slightly less, about 75 euro. It has wonderful design to it. If, you, if you're into steampunk, um, this is an absolutely beautiful game uh, to look at and to play. And it's got some nice tips on how to play as well. Um, the first one being, look at what everyone is doing and then do that yourself. And then try a little bit of, you know, variation around. And before you know it, you become competent. So there you go. I thought that was, that was a really nice piece of advice. And um, no, one last recommendation I'm going to make is uh, called Terraforming Mars, which I thought you'd get a kick out of. Uh, it's basically, it'll, you're, you're sitting down for the afternoon, it's roughly three hours to play this, but it's, it's all about uh, creating your little corporate empire on Mars. Um, what can you do to make the place livable uh, for your own people? So there you go. I think you'd love it. Um, I think all these games are great. We play Pandemic at home. Hopefully we'll get around to doing it this year. Um, but of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with the old favourites of Monopoly and Scrabble uh, either. <laughs> We've all watched the King's, uh, what was it? The Queen's Gambit over the last year or so. Yes, so, yes. And chess. Yeah, every, chess everybody thinks one, yeah. they can play chess now. So uh, yeah, there you go. Actually, or a good game of poker, even though it's not a board game. But anyways, <laughs> I do like Texas Hold'em. Uh, that sounds good, actually. You're kind of, you're whetting my appetite and tempting me because I'm not, I'm not a gamer and computer games are just not my thing. But I like the idea of possibly doing it on a board. And especially when you kind of go, you know, a game will be two, three hours or whatever to take. It's kind of like, okay, that's, that's an evening's entertainment. Mm. And it's good because uh, it's... it's <laughs> Oh, here's my dad's voice now in my head. You're engaging with other people, with human beings. You're not looking at that damn screen all day. Well, do you know what? There's a lot to be said for that. And, you know, I could go on about, you know, a whole world of board games uh, out there. But I think that's a pretty good cross section uh, for anyone that's right. interested in sort of building games. And, uh, and of course, gosh, how can I, how can I not mention Catan and Carcassonne, uh, two of the biggest selling board games uh, 
think it is straight at this All stage. Right. So there you go. So that's kind of a new take on a, on a classic. Yeah, why not? Uh, mine, mine is a new take on a classic as well, all right? And it has literally just been released in the last day or two, okay? So the reviews are only starting to come out, okay? okay? Uh, I, have to, uh, I have to whisper on this because I've already read it. <laughs> so um, just in case anybody's uh, uh, listening in or overhearing things. However, uh, number one on my list is the Kindle Scribe. Ah, yep, yep. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that we actually haven't gotten round to e-readers. At all. Well, uh, okay, Grant, uh, the Kindle Scribe is the big difference with this is that not only can you read books, but you can also write on it, hence the name Scribe. But just before I give you kind of the lowdown on it, you were kind of thinking of some e-readers as well. I was, yeah. Uh, I was looking at this year's Kindle Paperwhite, which is sort of the the base model. Of course, the Paperwhite gets Mm -hmm. apparently easier and easier to read every year. Um, And Mm -hmm. this one has a 6.8 screen, so plenty of real estate. You won't be squinting or anything like that. Comes in roughly €169. I would also recommend the Kobo Libra, uh, which uh, actually you, you can listen to books as well off the, which I think some of the Kindles will will do as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so you'll be able to listen to their own branded audiobooks. Um, and uh, it's a seven inch screen, so slightly slightly bigger again. So the Paperwhite comes in at 169 euro. The Libra 2 comes in at 189. Or if you're, you know, a little bit cost conscious, have a look for a secondhand e-reader because they all do exactly the same thing. They do. And actually, do you know what? When you buy the, those refurbished ones, um, I mean, they're in amazing condition. Yeah. I think what they do is they whip off the plastic cover off them and put on a brand new plastic cover. Yeah. Because it's the electronics that really have the value, yeah. isn't it? The plastic cover must cost only like a, a euro or two. But they do some good stuff. But the uh, the scribe I'm looking forward to, you mentioned the Kindle White. And so I suppose I could compare it to that because a lot of people are familiar with the uh, with the paper white. Uh, the scribe would be bigger. I mean, it'd be a lot bigger. Right. Uh, the paper white has got a screen size of, I think it's just under seven inches, whereas the scribe is 10 inches. So that's, that's wow. hugely noticeable. Uh, it's got the same kind of pixel density. So it'll have that same fine um, print on it. It's touchscreen as well. It's got all the yada yada and the LED lights and, and whatever. Uh, of course, what it does come with is a stylus. So you're able to write on it and you're able to make notes. Now, from what I understand, what I've seen, and as I say, it's literally only come out in the last day or two, so it's not in our hand just yet. Um, but if you want to make a note on a book, at the moment, what you do is you will highlight something on your paper white or whatever, and you can save it as a, a, as a thing. Uh, with this, you can do the same thing. You would highlight a section of the book and then it'll pop up a little box and you can write whatever it is your note in on it. And I'll then associate that note with that part of the book. That's if you want to do that. Also with the scribe, uh, it comes with notebooks. uh, So you're able to just write whatever it is that you want to keep a notebook for. You know, if, you, if you're a writer and you've got ideas for a novel that you're writing at the moment, or if you're a business person and you're just making notes of meetings or you're a student and you're doing notes of a, a lecture or whatever it is that you're at it, it will store all of those notes on the device. I believe it will also uh, connect with some kind of, um, um, what's it called, a, a cloud service. Mm-hmm. 
and they're doing the cloud service with Microsoft built in as part of the price, okay? So it will work with OneDrive if you use that. If you don't use it, uh, Microsoft do do OneDrive and they do like a five gig version of OneDrive for free. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, and also it will link in with your Word documents and you'd be able to send Word documents to the Kindle Scribe or I think you'd be able to send stuff from Kindle Scribe back to Word. As I say, these are all the things, the nirvana that I'm mm. looking forward to uh, uh, to trying out. I haven't actually got it in my hand just yet. Um, all the differences then, uh, I mean, it, it comes as a basic with 16 uh, gigs of storage. That's probably because it's going to be taking so many notes, but it can go all the way up to 64, which is way more than the uh, paper white. Um, the pen, uh, sorry, I'm doing all this from memory now. I should have written it down. The pen comes in two flavours. It will come with a basic pen, all right, where you can do all mm -hmm. your writing, or you can spend a little extra and get the premium pen, which when you turn it upside down has got an eraser on it or a rubber, as we say in Ireland, mm -hmm. uh, so you can rub things out. Uh, what else does it have then? USB-C port, uh, battery life lasts forever. Um, now, the battery life da -da -da -da. is super important because the paper white will give you, I think it's like 10 weeks. Um, the mm. one that I have, uh, I think it's like 30 days because it, it does so little. Um, the Cobo yeah. Libra, I think, will give you, I think, two weeks. So it's, mm. it's not that much. So if you've got a high spec e-reader with, uh, you know, in and around 10 weeks, you're doing really, really well. Yeah, I think uh, I think this does the same. It does 10 weeks or more, 12 mm. weeks maybe or whatever. But I remember seeing the word months beside it. Okay. <laughs> going, All right, that's, that's what we like enough, to see. Like, you know? I mean, if you have to charge it once a month, that's not too bad. But e-readers don't really take that much juice. So mm. the, and they do last a long time, like you know. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of one that's going to be uh, looked forward to for uh, for Christmas. Looking forward to Christmas. Very morning. good. Very good. <laughs> like there, there you go, my darling. That's for you. <laughs> Can I have it now? Can I have it now? I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> let me just check it over here, just to make sure it's working. <laughs> let me just, I'll I'll set it up for you. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it'll be. All right, good stuff. All right, okay. Well, listen, there we go. So, uh, so some really good suggestions. I like the board games one that you had at uh, at number one. There you go. The more you right. learn. Listen, let's. The more you learn, that's it. All right. Listen, that is it for our toy show for this week. Do remember uh, that you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with regular tech stories, as it were. We give early updates and daily newsletters at our website, techcentral.ie. Of course, you can catch up with us each week online on our podcast, which is broadcast Fridays with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next week, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Nile Kitson, as always, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.